I behave as if this flat is like <laughs> like a hundred miles from civilization. <laughs> volume levels in That's, which I would hate not, to be your neighbour. Yeah, yeah, mate. They must. They their metal knowledge now will be fucking surreal. I got no rules. I count them. Hello everyone and welcome, welcome to the Record Swap, episode 2 of season 3, we're blasting out these episodes, we're doing them at the exact same rate that we always do them, (laughs) but it feels to me as though we're blasting them out, they're just getting recorded, they're getting edited and they're getting fired online. That is because some of us, you, went on a little jaunt this weekend to Amsterdam and thus time flies when you're having fun. Indeed it does, and I did have fun in Amsterdam. And thus, time flew. <laughs> Therefore, time flew, and here we are again. Double thus. My name is Ethan. Uh, joining me, the other voice that you can hear is that of D McG. Hello. Uh, and we are here to talk about music for yeah, roughly 45 yes. minutes uh, and listen to some music for roughly 10 minutes. We've been talking already for about 45 minutes since, until we actually went, hello, welcome to the record swap. Yeah, I do have most of it recorded as well. Yes, I, I can see that. I'm sure I will. So find a funny of. moment to, to insert prior to this bit of the chat. That's a lot. You've probably heard it already. Yeah, so, you will have because you're at this point. You're now at this point. Imagine they just press play and they were like, I hate that first bit. <laughs> I'm just going to skip straight 15 seconds in. <laughs> if people do that, that, I don't think people understand how much effort it takes me to, to collect <laughs> to clutch some of that those bits out. The, that is the crux. That's the what editing. takes me the longest. <laughs> Nothing else gets edited apart from like a press record when I walk in the room. And then we chat for a while, and usually something funny happens, and so it goes at the start of the podcast. But that takes so much... I have to listen to the whole thing. I I'm sure like... they love it, mate. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's a lot. Anyway, welcome to the record swap. Yes. The premise of this podcast is, if you don't already know, uh, that Daniel and I have different tastes in music. Every week we swap uh, an album that we each individually love, give it to the other person, they listen to it, and then they come back with a review the following week. Mm-hmm. So, this week uh, we have themed as the Scottish Week. Yeah, the Scottish, the Scottish album. album, where we have specifically selected Scottish artists for this week. Yes, we have had some Scottish artists in the past appear on the record swap. Uh, At least one. Who? King Creosote. Oh yeah, Palantini. Palantini. So two. So two. Yeah, I think it, I can't think of any others off the top of my head. And now we're about to double that number. With a little bit of Frightened Rabbit and a little bit of the excerpts. Yes. Um, who we will be talking about in a, a brief minute. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to start with Rabbit. Yeah, we're going to start with... Uh, Ethan has just informed me that the kids call them Frabbit. So, I don't know um, if the kids call them that. And I don't even know if I really call them that. But it did come out that way and I have heard it said. Okay, I'm not going to call them that. I'm going to call them their actual name, which is Frightened Rabbit... And Ethan, you gave me their second album. Yes, I did. Which is called The Midnight Organ Fight. Yes, it is. Um, which is, uh, it's like a euphemism, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, naughty. Yeah, um, The So I, I've kind of been aware of Frightened Rabbit for, I mean, actually a very long time. It was probably when, maybe when this album came out or when they were on this album, because I feel like that was when they, they kind of got big. Yeah, this yeah. album is probably their most 
successful. Yeah, that's the most well known for sure. Mm. And the album previous to this was well received, but it wasn't hugely. Mm. This was popular. the this yeah. was the one that helped them take it off. Broke them. Yeah. Um, and I remember people, a couple of people that I went to school with, being like, "Oh, this band, Frightened Rabbit, blah blah blah." And because at that time in my life, I listened to almost exclusively rubbish metalcore <laughs> music, um, most of which I now wouldn't give the time of day to, I had, I did not bother listening to Frightened Rabbit. Um, and actually that then remained uh, a theme throughout the, throughout the rest of your years. life. <laughs> uh, not <laughs> until now. I still listen, I listen to good music now, but I, uh, I don't know, they just, because they've kind of, it feels like they've had a, a double spike in popularity but okay. maybe that's just because I wasn't they weren't in my world but it feels like they kind of got big and everyone's like ah oh, Frightened Rabbit and then they kind of went away and then it feels like they came back um, maybe a, a couple of years ago Did they, maybe they had another album out yeah I think their fourth album was again again was a kind of a lift and was really well received as well okay yeah um, Painting of a Panic Attack I think it's called fourth album oh I have actually seen that title yes. so that sounds about right um, and yeah and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Frightened Rabbit," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I'd forgotten that they were they were a thing." Um, and then obviously, I became more and more aware of them last year. Yes, um, when the lead singer Scott Hutchinson, uh, is that that's his name? Is it Scott yes, Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, it passed away. He he sadly committed suicide, which is obviously, um, was a a really really horrible thing. I mean, it was kind of like a thing at that point of like it, it seemed to be that a lot of people in music, not a lot, but, you know, a number of big names in music um, were were basically uh, doing that. And it was, yeah, very not nice. And it was, I remember that news coming about. And even though I wasn't a massive, uh, or not a fan of Frightened Rabbit at all, never listened to them, I was still like, oh, no. Not, yeah. Not I mean, again. the impact of that was huge. Yeah. And um, this, again, was like, I had no idea that, I mean, Hayley Williams from Paramore was like, are oh, really like saddened to hear the news and I was yeah. like what? Yeah, I thought yeah. they were like uh, big in Scotland but yeah and then no their influence case. is like so far reaching yeah, and yeah. It, you only have to look at the like tr- not what do you call it a tribute album the like celebration album that they did yes. on this oh, like Midnight Order Fight got was re-released under this uh, the guys of the Tiny Changes which was like the Tiny Changes Trust that kind of came about as a result of his death mm-hmm. um, so like a lyric and on this album yes actually. exactly yeah they re- re-released the album but all of the tracks have been covered by other artists who were fans of Frank yeah. Rabbit so you've got like your Biffy Clyro on there Daughter um, yeah. big names Manchester Orchestra yeah like huge amount of people clubbed together to make this album and yeah that only goes to show the impact that not just this band but specifically this album had mm-hmm. on like the music industry as a whole yeah yeah it's one of those um yeah, one of those cult bands. I remember there's a band that I really like called Failure and someone once um, described them. They're one of those bands that like, um, like if you if you like them, you love them, but hardly anyone knows who they are. Right. And okay. someone once described them to me as your favourite band's favourite band. And I right. feel like yeah, Frightened yeah. Rabbit have a kind of similar thing. Of yeah. Like those artists that you love, yeah, they probably love Frightened, Ra- Frightened Rabbit. Yeah. Um, but you may necessarily not have heard of them. Anyway, um, we, yeah, so... Uh, the album The Midnight uh, The Midnight Organ Fight it came out in 2008 and I was initially quite struck by how folky this album is yeah and that is purely just from my 
my ignorance, my not knowing fully what they were, I kind of thought it was more alt rock than it is indie folk, and I was I was very wrong. Yeah, it kind of it kind of bridges those two genres in a way. Yeah, it's not a million miles away. Like I don't think I was like com- like totally wrong, but I just didn't realize the folk influence was as big. Yeah. Um, on the album, I, and actually, I did almost struggle with that a little bit to begin with. Just. I think it's just that kind of when you press play and you expect to hear A and you hear B and it's just that initial like I mean actually with Nick Cave last week yes. I talked about that first listen of Ghost Teen where I was just like this is so not what I was expecting that I almost feel disappointed by it Right. Um, and I've heard mad things being said about this album um, so I was like I, I, expectations were high going expectations in. were high going in Yeah. and um, that did throw me a little bit and it's just a personal taste thing I'm not yeah. not big on my folk I like a folk influence in things and we've actually discussed quite a lot of stuff like that yeah. um, over the course of this I think I look at like kind of tracks three to five particularly as I just thought they were a bit jangly for my liking <laughs> okay. so you know, like a track like um, Good Arms versus Bad Arms yeah. and Old, old, old fashioned as well. Oh, yeah, that's exactly the other yeah. one I was thinking of. Old old fashioned, um, track five. Uh, they yeah, I think jangly is the word. I just, I just thought I was going into something more, um, l- less upbeat, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean lyrically, it's not necessarily upbeat, but yeah, it's a bit. But it's kind of got that thing that we've discussed before. It's that dichotomy of it sounds positive, but you scratch beneath the surface, and it's not. It's really. not at all. Yeah. Um. And I, actually, I do feel there's a kind of mid-period in the album that still, and I've listened to this album quite a lot this week, I've probably listened to it eight or nine times, um, and there's still a mid-period in the album that I don't even dislike, there's nothing on this album that I dislike, just to, to throw that out there straight away, but there is bits that I'm fairly indifferent to, and they kind of, it took until the fourth, fifth, sixth listen for me to start picking up the melodies in some of those songs because they were just kind of passing me by a bit more uh-huh. whereas there are certain tracks that I cannot say that about okay um, there are certain tracks that from the word go I was like oh right okay and it's one of, you know those songs that you listen to a chorus and by the third chorus you're singing sing along yeah, yeah totally. um, and actually I, I look at that kind of period of the album that I'm a bit like you know a little bit kind of ho-hum about and I feel like the the lackings of that set lackings? is that a word? The lackings? I know what you mean, but I don't think it's the word. Okay. I feel like the... Um... Short, shortcomings? <laughs> the, sh- the shortcomings? I'll go for shortcomings. I feel like the shortcomings of some of those songs are probably highlighted by what happens at either side of those songs. Because this album starts absolutely astoundingly and ends on one of the best runs of songs you are probably likely to hear in music yeah <laughs> so true though like um the, i i obviously like all the middle bit as well yes i'm, I'm a huge fan of seven um but it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that yeah it. i think it's just it the middle bit of the album as its own ep i think you would listen to and maybe be like oh yeah i actually quite like that but they yeah just when you put them next to a modern leper or a, a my backwards walk yeah um, they it's just made to look not as good basically yeah there, there are certain moments on this album that are stellar yes 
Um, and I don't think it for me it doesn't lessen the other parts being a fan um, I still really like everything on the self and it is a, a personal thing about folk yeah and your genre yeah. of taste and that sort of thing yeah, yeah I get that um, it, I mean uh, yeah I mean let's not let's not focus on ne- there isn't really negatives on this I mean the there is a whole lot of positives though so yeah. let's just get into that fire in um, a Modern Leper as an opener is you, do you know those albums everyone's got them um, and I have them a, a million of them where you listen to it and the first song is so brilliant that you're like oh, I'll actually I'm going to listen to that again before I get to track two <laughs> yeah. I have probably listened to this album maybe nine times this week I've listened to Modern Leper about 30 times it's so good <laughs> it's because such a great tune. it is just so brilliant that that vocal line um, in the chorus it's just tremendous and and he Scott Hutchinson is I mean I was going to say this to later but he is a, a brilliant vocalist and oh, lyricist yeah oh my really God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really great yeah um, and that line like coming back for even more of exactly the same and like so many just stunning little um, little quips on this album that there's one of them did make me laugh but I I, and I thought initially I was like is that silly and I was like I think they probably know it's silly and it's that opening line of um, keep yourself warm yeah I'll get my hole oh no it's not that but that was another one it's the Jesus is just a Spanish boy's name oh yeah yeah. Um, and there's something about that that I just thought it just kind of made me giggle but it is actually brilliant there's another one um, about something about being knee deep in shit I can't remember you're the shit and I'm knee deep Um, in it yes that's my backwards walk that's my backwards walk it is yeah um, there should, are a lot of like little quips that kind of stand out as yeah should not, we kick its cunt in yeah exactly <laughs> all this kind of stuff and it kind of catches you off a little bit and you're like whoa like it's and it doesn't is, it doesn't it's just in the sense that it's not the kind of thing that you usually hear from an album like yes. this yes it's more brutally honest and more colloquial than a lot of yeah and it of songwriting is it comes across as jarring but it's actually serves as uh, a reminder of the the humanity behind the, the sort of lyricism of this album yeah you initial you immediately just are brought albums can kind of transfer you away into their world and little lines like that just go oh this is a real this is just a, a dude singing about the things that he feels yeah um and it's got that it's, it, I kind of talked about it with um with Nick Cave last week as well it's it's that kind of um, just kind of towing the line between like taking you off into this this world that they want to create and actually reminding you that that world is actually this world. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah uh, in Modern Leopard. I mean, what else do you say? It's just brilliant. It's just a brilliant song. Sometimes you just go, "That's a good song," and you don't <laughs> have to break it down any further than that. Yeah. Um, I feel better, which is the second track. It's really, really great. The the outro to that. Um, where it's like feel better and better and the trumpets come in yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of builds it's really really good um, and then I, yeah I do think there's a little bit of a lull but pff, I mean I'm nitpicking to be honest because the it from my backwards walk onwards is a, a run of songs that is unbelievable like really top top standard Polk is fantastic um, what, so what is the one after my backwards walk called? Uh, it's an uh, 
Keep Yourself Warm. Keep Yourself Warm. Yeah. Keep Yourself Warm is brilliant. I love that. That's, um, that's my favourite song on the album. Oh, really? I yeah, love I can, that song. Yeah. It's very, very good. The chorus is, is astounding. Again, the lyrics on that song are, are, are just, they're just great. They're just, yeah. And it's so easy to sing along to, but they're really, they're quite kind of cutting as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the, you cannot, you can't talk about this album without obviously talking about the the penultimate track on the album yeah um which you told me you're gonna have to do some research and find out exactly what happened um and obviously you know some people might not know so scott hutchinson sadly last year took his own life um he was found in the fourth in the the river in Ed- river is that river yeah yeah um in edinburgh or, or south queen's fair to be precise um, and there is a track on this album, the second last track on this album is called Floating in the Fourth and it is basically about contemplating suicide. Yeah. A track which was written a whole 10 years before th- that it actually happened in that way to yeah. that person. And there is something deeply unsettling and quite harrowing about that song. And I think that that song is absolutely brilliant musically but I, it's quite hard to listen to it's very hard to listen it's to. quite hard to listen to. i mean it's, i actually find it even hard to like think about the implications of that yeah well. yeah and just the that that song existing and then what happened yeah later in his life like i mean and you can see i look from the track listing so i looked into i did what you said and i looked into what happened first and um, because i i do i did kind of remember there was something kind of particularly tragic about this I mean obviously it's tragic anyway but I do kind of remember there being something like that um, and I looked it up and, and found out what exactly happened and then I let, so I went on to uh, to listen to the album for the first time had a little flip through the track listens and I was like I'm actually not looking forward to that like I was checking yeah. the track and being like oh oh, it's still on we're still on poke right? it's fine like yeah. it's, I've still got like another couple to like brace yourself for that yeah I just felt that you needed to know the story. Yeah. Oh no! Absolutely. Absolutely. Just to feel the full weight of what mm. that, what that is, and what it represents. And as a, as a, a piece of music, then having an emotional impact, it was the right thing for me to to know that before going, going into, into it. it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I imagine that most people that have heard that song, will have just that song will just be ingrained in their mind as just oh, that's a really good song. Blah blah blah. Um. And then after the fact, being like, oh, whereas like, I don't imagine that many people will be in the same position as me where they've heard it for the first, for the time, first time after the fact. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe quite a lot of people because of that reason, but you know, but anyway, it, I mean, it's, it's a terrem, rem, <laughs> a tremendous, a tremendous <laughs> song. Um, yeah, a really, really brilliant song. Um, and I mean that, that, that line, um, I, I think I'll save suicide for another day. is just like. It, like that if that doesn't send shivers down your spine then I mean music is just obviously not for not you not for you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and yeah. I mean the the way that the there's not a lot of backing vocals get used on this but they do so brilliantly and so effectively on that song that uh, uh, mm. um, and it does kind of sound like the album is, is building to this sort of beautiful moment in it because it, do, it sounds on a surface level like this beautiful piece of music mm. like it's a nice song a nice thing to listen to um, and then you like I say you scratch beneath the surface yeah um, 
I think the overall there's just a really nice feel to this album. Um, vocally is where it stands out. I, I don't know. I don't think it is that I'm putting that on a pedestal because I I know what happened and naturally you're gonna go you're gonna listen that bit more closely to the lyrics for yes. example when you know what's then happened but personally I think that even if this was just an album and you know there, there wasn't any um, external circumstances like that I still think I would feel the same way about the lyrics and the yeah. vocals yeah because they're sure. just they're so prominent as well they're yeah. right they're right in front of it it's hard to not listen to the lyrics of the song yeah album. this isn't like um you know sonically there's not an awful lot going on in the background mm-hmm. it's you know it there's not musically there, there's nothing wrong with it and it's like I say the whole album's got a really nice um kind of sheen to the whole thing but you know it is it's folk music where vocals are yeah they're at the right forefront. at the forefront yeah for sure um yeah and just it's just excellent songwriting throughout there's excuse me there's no frills on this album they're not needed um, because sometimes good songwriters just come together and they write good songs and they release a good album and that is what Frank and Rabbit have done on the Midnight Organ Fight. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's almost difficult to to review something like that because you just go, it's just good. Yeah. It's, just, it's just very good and it's not, it's, it's not a tool or a Nick Cave where you pick apart different intricacies to it. It's, it's all, I mean, not all there on a surface level um, because obviously you, you find out more about the lyrically what, what exactly is going on there yeah. but musically it's it's all there on, yeah. on a surface level for sure I think for this album we shouldn't give it a rating okay because uh, I feel like we we give like a, an out of 10 for every album yeah I don't think that's right to do with this album it almost does feel a bit um, I actually said it about Nick Cave last week yeah it feels weird to rate this this is for very different reasons um, but you know, very good out of ten. Very, <laughs> very, very, very excellent out of ten. Yeah, um, it, it, you know, it's just a number. Go and listen to it, guys. Yeah, frightened rabbit, midnight organ fight. We're gonna hear a track from it now, though. Uh, yes. Um, and I think I think just play modern leper first song. That's, a, that's a excellent show. Yeah. Um, it's just it sets you up nicely for for what's to come. It's I think one of the definitely one of the strongest songs in the album. Um, and it's. Yeah, I think it, it does a pretty good job of capturing your attention straight away. Certainly for, sure. for me, anyway. So nice yeah. one. Well, here comes the modern, the modern leper, or a modern leper. I think it's, it's just, just me. I think it's just modern. Leper. Just modern leper. Yeah. Okay, modern leper from uh, the album "The Midnight Organ Fight" by Frightened Rabbit, coming at you right now. Enjoy. So there you have. We confirmed while we were off air there, the modern leper. I, I was wrong. Hands is, up. It is the modern leper from Frightened Rabbits, quintessential yeah. folk indie pop rock album, uh, The Midnight Organ Fight. Go and listen to it. Absolutely go and listen to it. It's very good out of 10. It's seriously good out of 10. Um, awesome. We're going to move on. Yeah. We're going to talk about another Scottish band. Can I just say, you've given me two albums in a row that I have really liked. Yeah. That may have never happened before <laughs> that's a good point actually and the album that you're getting next week you may also like wow yeah. first you count down you say, give me you know some what? rubbish pop album let's yeah. get back to it back to it some honking pop for you <laughs> um, well you gave me this week the excerpts yes you, now you're you're pausing <laughs> <laughs> it's the excerpts there is the excerpts um, except it's not spelt 
the way that you would spell the word excerpts. No. It's spelled literally X C E R T S or X Certs. Yeah. You know. It's not quite avenged sevenfold, sevenfold. but it's it's the excerpts. <laughs> Uh, the album's called Hold On To Your Heart. Yeah. It came out early 2018. Uh, yes, it did, yes. Um, and it is from a kind of pop rock group from Aberdeen. Yes. Um, the lead singer of this group, Murray McLeod, uh-huh. has that weird hint of Scottish in his accent while he sings. Uh-huh. You know, like, we're this, just been listening to Scott Hutchinson... He sounds Scottish. He sounds Scottish. You listen to it when we had Ken Creaso before, he sounds Scottish, mm-hmm. right? Murray McLeod sometimes sounds Scottish, but he sings with an American accent most of the time. Uh, yeah, he does, yeah. When he, usually when he comes off the high stuff and he's like in his kind of lower range, the, the Aberdonian it's the lower comes yeah. through. Um, I kind of wish it did more. The, the Aberdonian, sorry. Yes, yeah. because, let me tell you why. Tell me why. Um, I'm just going to come out and say that I have quite a few issues with this album. Really? Yes. But I will resolve that later on. <laughs> okay. one, one of the one of the things is um, that w- when you know when he has that kind of Aberdonian twine on it, it gives the album a lot more character. Yeah. And I just want more of that. It makes it kind of richer. It gives it a kind of sense of identity, like it's come from somewhere, like it means something, which is something I think the album as a whole really lacks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have all that much to say that's new or interesting. No. It doesn't do it in a particularly new or interesting way. No. Um, as a second album for the excerpts, is it the second album? No, it's their fourth album. Oh. But it, but it is, it's their second on a major label, I think. Okay. And actually the first two albums can't even be found. I don't know about Spotify, but they're not on Apple Music. Oh, okay. So, so maybe I just thought it was a second album. Yeah, I think... A lot of people do consider it to be a second album, to be fair. Okay. It, knowing that it's their fourth album actually makes this point worse. Um, because yeah, it, I think it I feels a little underdeveloped for a second album, even more so for a fourth album. Yeah. Like, one thing that annoys me so much with music is when you get an, like, an interesting debut album mm-hmm. and then the, the second, and third, fourth albums afterwards are just kind of like deluxe versions of the original yeah I'm sure we've, I've said we've this, done this on before, here before we've yeah. def- definitely that, done this before that it just annoys me yeah and knowing that this is their second slash fourth album it doesn't feel like it yeah it feels a bit formulaic it's like a half hour it's three minute pop rock songs yeah that don't say much don't do much as an album I just don't think it's that great yeah on the whole it kind of relies on a similar song structure throughout it kind of relies on a similar style throughout when they try and get meaningful it's kind of a bit annoying okay um can can i sorry i didn't mean to pick up you know the vocal thing yes do you think that that is a technical thing and that when he goes into a higher register or kind of belts more on a chorus for example he struggles to have the Scottish accent and have it sound good. I think. Do you think it's just that the American accent gives a better tone and a better kind of key to the whole thing? It does. However, I don't think it's really necessary and it sounds weird as a result of it. Yeah. Either just drop the Scottish twang or, hi, or just sing, do in, your one own, or the sing other. in your own accent right. um, and don't do this weird in-between thing. 
the one of the, one of my main issues with this album is that it it kind of has it feels like it has an ego attached to it mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is that um, what's the guy's name Murray McLeod yeah he has this way of delivering his vocals accent aside uh, that really grinds my gears um, so for instance it's the Lewis Capaldi thing isn't it no All it's right. not that because his technique is fine right okay uh, on the whole it's not I mean it's not great but it's not bad but I mean it's the it's the in the last track there's the line I didn't mean to make you cry yeah yeah but he didn't say that he says I didn't mean to make you cry oh, like the that thing. and I'm like oh just no <laughs> no 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 I didn't mean to make you cry and it's like just say the word that yeah. it is don't yeah, fucking give me this breathy rubbish it kind of makes him sound like he's full of himself like he's trying to like put on this this thing onto his voice that makes it sound so sincere and so mm. interesting and I'm just you know I'm such a talented artist and <laughs> um, it just peeves me off um, in, in general the songs sound as low they've been written with the sellout show in mind do you know what I mean by that? Like, like for, they're written for radio? No, they're written for to be sung along to. Oh, right. Like the gigs. Oh, I see. They can't I see, wait see. for to have the audience sing the songs back to them. Yeah. You know when you see artists go up on stage at like Plasto or whatever and they're, they stop singing and like the people carry on? Yeah. And they, they, you can always tell when people are like, I knew this was going to be like this. And like, I stopped singing because I knew they would carry on. And you can see the people who are like, who's just stopped singing and it's like oh my god like 40,000 people are singing my song like, yeah, yeah yeah that's mental I feel like these guys fall into the first category and they, they're very much expecting people to know the words and sing along when they come to see them okay I've never seen them so and I, can't I, come on. this is purely this is very judgmental for me and like purely from listening to the album a few times but it does feel that way and it sounds like they've written it with that in mind you know like the cat the kind of catchy choruses the, the simplistic lyrics the the cliche on this album is rife what it's lyrically? rife with cliche yeah fuck yeah yeah I, I mean I didn't mean to make you cry um, it was a daydream baby like just all it was yeah there's just a lot of like we'll make it as easy as possible for people to sing along to this music which yeah. is fine but as a as a an art form of creating an album I yeah. think it's not that interesting yes um, and it's lacking any kind of real substance although it sounds like they're trying to be interesting mm. does that make sense uh, does it sound like they're trying to be interesting yes I don't know that they're really going for that I I, the, I, I mean love... if you if you listen to The Dark which is the opening track yes that sounds like it's trying to be interesting Um. It sounds yeah. like it's like, oh, I'm just so painful. Yeah, but that. Dark. Like, I want to come out into the light. I think that kind of. That, but not in. I don't know if any others do. And that's kind of the intro to the album, and I'm not surprised that that one is kind of like. They. That one's a bit different, and then, like, they go into a more straight up kind of pop rock song. Yeah. And you know what? I don't hate this album. I don't. I don't love this album actually. Well, but that's it. I don't love this album as an album. I really don't think it's that successful. Right. However, if a couple of the tracks came on on shuffle, I wouldn't mind. I'd probably sing along. Yeah. Right. 
Things like Daydream is a good track. Yeah. And what's the one that comes immediately after that? The big one. Uh, first Feel, feels like feels like falling in love. Feels like falling in love. It's the one I'm thinking of. Another good track. First kiss feeling is always a good one as well. Yeah. Uh, As like three minute pop rock songs, they're okay. Yeah. They're fine. I don't love them. I certainly wouldn't go back and listen to the album as a whole right. ever again because when they do get moody I'm just a bit like oh yeah. who are you like, I, don't, I don't love the moody stuff I definitely I, I like the, the pop rock stuff quite a bit yeah. I think it's just, sort of, just easy to listen to I just like well that's it yeah, and just it, jams I just think but I spent the whole week comparing it to the Midnight Organ fight oh which I do they're every different. week with yeah. us as well it's like we have a couple of albums. We don't we don't discuss beforehand really what they're going to be. Apart from this week, we did actually. Know. Wait, this was a. But we don't go away it. and listen to them and like. I have no idea what the excerpts were going to be yeah. when I press play. It's like you were saying about you weren't expecting an indie folk kind of vibe from yes. Frightened Rabbit. So, but it doesn't stop me from listening to both of them throughout the week to kind of prepare for this, and comparing them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really do that. Um, now that you've said that, I'm definitely going to start in my head. <laughs> but it did just leave me a little bit flat. And I'm like, I know that what you're trying to go for, you know, you have good intentions, I think, but I just don't think you're really carrying it off as well as bands like Frightened Rabbit can do. Yeah, I think that's a high bar. And I also think that they're they're just they're going for completely different things. Yes, I do think that. Frightened Rabbit are are making a body of work that is deeply personal yeah. and has all these cutting quips. And excerpts are writing songs to get ready to go on a night out. Yeah. And that like that's what I like about this album. I think there's a charm to this album because it is easy. And I think they know that. I think they are just writing jams. Like you say, to be sung along to. I think they are a group of dudes that write Scottish pop rock songs and I, I think that they like more than half of this album they happen to write good Scottish pop rock songs and it's just an easy thing to have on can I read you the description on Spotify of this album yeah go on um, um, I, I, I'm not going to like this am I I, I I looked this up earlier to be like I just want to know a bit more about the experts I'm pretty sure that the artists kind of write their own thing for Spotify it usually sounds that way or if it's oh, like it's like a press release or it's like the excerpt of a press release or yeah. something yes Press release is the right word. Um, I just want to read you some of this. Oh. <laughs> so you think it's like easy listening and they've not tried too hard with it. Yeah. Um, Hold On To Your Heart is about finding a pinhole of light in the dark and turning it into the sun. We really did shoot for the stars with this one. That's Murray McLeod oh, quoted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's... Let's go to another quote here. It says, this is just the Spotify guy now. Uh, Boyed by the response of There Is Only You, the band's... That's a good album, yeah. The band's... Is it astonishing and life-affirming? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I would describe it as astonishing. Uh, I actually the think The excerpts a... were invigorated and inspired to create a 10-track love letter to hope, belief, and aspiration. Oh. Yeah. I mean, to be fair... Press releases are often filled with wanky nonsense. I feel like I kind of hope that this one is, and that's I hope, not like really. I bec- I don't get that. Impression I mean, that from quote from Murray is a bit. Yeah, like finding a pinhole of light in the dark and turning it into the sun. I yeah. didn't. I didn't feel that when I listened no, to the I album. Didn't feel that. <laughs> um, I felt like you like said. I want to get ready to go out now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's exactly how I feel about this album. I think I do prefer the one before this. There is only you. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's a slightly better album I thought that you would possibly prefer this for one. this one 
Um, uh, yeah, the press releases are. I kind of pick and choose which albums I read the press release for <laughs> yeah. because for a like for an album like this, I just go, "What is the press release going to tell me yeah, that I don't exactly. already know?" Everything that I need from this music is there on the surface. Well, that's it. I, With Nick I, Cave I purely looked scenes. at that to get an idea of what the band were like, and I ended up that's what I came across. Yeah. and was like. Uh, with Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds you, you want to know more Yeah, you want to know what because it's a kind of weird album and you're like what what exactly is going on here what kind of frame of mind is, is Nick Cave in given mm-hmm. the, the sort of tragic thing that had happened to him um, with the excerpts writing three minute pop songs pop rock songs that I'm I don't really need singing along and having a beer to yeah. yeah I don't need I don't need pinholes of light getting turned in the sun I just need <laughs> the first kiss feeling just like yeah. you know just those jams. Speaking of jams, let's listen to one. Uh, I'm going to drop a wee 6 out of 10 on this. Yeah, I would go 7, but fair. Uh, but, like I say, I don't think it's a great album, but some of the songs are good. Yeah, some strong songs. Uh, we're going to listen to Daydream because it's the first good song on the album. And listen, I think a lot of people um, will... I think a lot of our listeners could could vibe with this oh, album. Because yeah, it's, really, it's, it's easy listening. Oh, it's it's easy, it is easy listening. If you want half an hour of just some some good tunes fire it on yeah fire it on listen to new music guys that's why we're here that's why we're here just go and listen to it okay (laughs) but yeah we're gonna listen to Daydream now um, from Hold On To Your Heart the second slash fourth album from (laughs) The Excerpts enjoy alright that was Daydream by The Excerpts from their latest album Hold On To Your Heart yeah latest is the easiest way to say it you kept saying second, not fourth, and I just wanted to shout, latest will do. Latest is, is <laughs> what we're going for. Uh, yeah, shout out the excerpts. I think they're they're good fun. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. I yeah. nearly saw them um, because they were on tour. Yumi at Six did these anniversary shows. Um, now, I, I hate Yumi at Six. I've seen Yumi at Six live. Uh, so have I, and so I can confirm their awfulness. Um, <laughs> and it, they were supported by both Marmosets and the Excerpts. Oh. And I thought, that is 66% of a lovely night. Yeah. And then That's I'll, also the wrong way around. What? I would much rather have had Yumi at six first and then get off. Then we'd have the Excerpts and then the Marmosets on top. No, absolutely not. You go, you get there, you get your beer, you have the excerpts, you have marmosets, and then you get an early train home. Oh, well, that's fair. Is Lovely. That I, I, it was sold out, so I didn't go. Oh, okay. This is how I nearly went to see them. Yeah. We're a big fan of the marmosets here on the wreck as well. They're not um, their marmosets. Sorry, we're a big fan of marmosets here on the wreck as well. Yeah. Not big enough to know that it wasn't of it. <laughs> um, and we'll, we're never going to swap them because we both listened to both their albums. Yeah. But you should go and listen to them anyway. Oh yes, they are they the band that we like the most like together. Are they our combined favorite band? Yeah, they probably are, aren't they? I think they probably yeah. are. Oh, I, I love them. Them with Paris. Oh, and Manchester Orchestra. Yeah, have you listened to any other Manchester Orchestra stuff or just that one album? No. So okay. I think Marmosets so wins that. Then. Win it by yeah. one album. By one album. Yeah, it's true. Go and listen to Marmosets as well. Whilst you're Absolutely. listening to the excerpts and Frightened Rabbit and Nick Cave and the other one Tool um, that we have covered so far this season yes um, we are going to talk a bit about next week then yeah let's do it this was uh, this is a category that I chose I came up with and mate you had some difficulties I had some t- I didn't decide <laughs> until right now what we were going to do um, because because and only because there are 
albums that I would like to give you later for other reasons. Right. Because we've already decided what the themes are going to be for the rest of the season. Yes, we have. That would probably fall under this category, but better serve another later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got... Like, so, I've had that it took me a while to kind of get to the bottom of this one, but cool. I have decided. Okay. So, next week, Ethan, we are going to do the important album. Yes, but what do we mean by important, what Daniel? Do, what do we mean? We mean an album that we think has a message that should be heard. Um, it's got something to say. It's got something to say. So, like, not the excerpts? So, not not <laughs> the excerpts, yeah. No, I mean, they... Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so, I had a lot for this. I had a lot of options. And it was about what message I thought was best. And actually, there was a couple of them that I was like, it's got a message, but God, he's going to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, the message or the music? The music. Yeah, oh, okay. The music. The, the messages were all like ones of of positivity. And the ones of, of negativity were negative towards a thing that we should be negative towards. Anyway, okay. um, I have decided on an album. Yep. It is called... It, so the band are called Against Me. They're a punk band. And uh, their album that I'm going to give you is called Transgender Dysphoria Blues. So their lead singer is transgender, Laura Jane Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and she this she came out as being transgender in the built... In about 2012, I think. And it's not something that happens that often in punk rock music. Yeah. Um, and so on this album, so it was basically she wrote this album to be like, this is the kind of thing that people think of me and the th- kind of thing that I have to go through and that gets said about me. Uh, and brace yourself, mate, for some of the most biting lyrics you will probably ever hear. Wow, okay. Yeah. I'm ready. You're, you yeah. know what's funny? I was actually nearly going to give you another trans artist this week. Really? Yeah, nearly. Yeah. But then I didn't. Well, so, we've got that covered next week. Yeah, so exactly. Time. I was going to give you Ezra Furman. Have you ever listened to Ezra Furman? Never. Never. Okay, well, you should. Actually, you would like it. Okay. Um, but you're not going to get that this week. No. Sir, I've got you're, my plate, mate. You're going to give me a whole album. I'm going to give you a whole other album to listen to, uh, which is uh, an album by none other than the iconic Childish Gambino. Ooh, interesting. Um, now, Childish Gambino, I don't know if you know is quite genre-spanning as an artist. It doesn't surprise me based on what I know about Donald Glover. Yes. Yes. So, if those of you that don't know, Childish Gambino is Donald Glover's musical... Outlet. Guys? Guys, yeah. There's a word. There is a better word for it. Anyway, he performs... Pseudonym, that's it. Yes. So, he um, uh, performs his music as Childish Gambino I'm sure you all know who Childish Gambino is you've seen the video for This you is America this come America. on if you haven't where have you been have you been under a rock I just switched off my radiator that's what that noise that was. click was yeah, yeah. Cool. Just, just it wasn't Daniel removing the rock from off his head uh, <laughs> but uh, you're going to get uh, the album that kind of falls into the genre of kind of funkadelic soul um, oh, you know I like my funkadelic soul <laughs> produced by Charles Gambino because he has like his rap album he has like this soul album and they're, they're very very different is this the one with This Is America on it? no because okay. This Is America does not appear on an album oh interesting yes it's just um, something we can probably talk about more about that next week um, however it's called Awaken My Love um, Awaken comma my love 
Mm. Um, and it is Charles Campino, soulful, funkadelic stuff. Stuff. Um, cool. Have a listen. I will have a listen. We'll reconvene next week. Imagine what I listen to again? Against me. Against me and their album Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Transgender Dysphoria Blues against me and Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love. If you guys at home want to listen ahead, then absolutely do that um, so that you kind of have a bit of a gist of what we're talking about next week. Imagine I didn't listen to it. Imagine we, uh, but I didn't say that until say we did Against Me first and then I just went, oh, I didn't listen, mate. <laughs> <laughs> defeat the purpose of the whole thing I'd be like what do you mean you didn't listen to it now we're going to have to, now I'm going to have to come back again <laughs> oh that'd be so funny anyway, well, I'm anyway not, I'm not don't do that, that I'll just get mad <laughs> the trip's all the way out here from Falkirk oh you're working here anyway. yeah that's true um, but yes listen along at home um, and definitely listen to this week's albums if you haven't already Frightened Rabbit and the excerpts as well loads of music coming at you this season just just dropping albums on we, your left, right and centre. We even threw in Marmosettes. That was rogue. We did. We have discussed 44 albums, mate. 44 albums? Are you telling me, you, I'm talking to you listening at home, <laughs> that you don't like any of them? Come on. Yeah, there must be like one. at least one. Imagine out of 44. It's, well, it's impossible because we've actually covered everything now. Apart from classical, I, we have touched on everything. Yeah. We've yeah, done yeah. jazz, we've done hip-hop, we've done metal, hardcore, punk, indie, folk. And that's all the genres right there. I, they're, I'm We're done. about to do Funkadelic Soul. We're about so. to do Funkadelic Soul. We yeah. did uh, Black and Ambient Folk Metal. Black and <laughs> Ambient Folk? That's a throwback. Right? Yeah, Mirka. Mirka. Shout out Mirka. Mare Oh yeah, you nailed I'll never that. forget how to say that. <laughs> um, anyway, listen along. Uh, we know you want to. Um, also... Drop us some love on the socials as well. You can find us most prominently on Instagram at the Record Swap uh, Pod at the Record Swap Pod. Is that on Instagram? Instagram? Yes, yeah. yeah, at the Record Swap Pod, and then on Twitter at the Record Swap. Um, I don't use Facebook. There is a Facebook page. There, there is one if you want to go. If you go it. onto that Facebook page, you wouldn't even know that season three has started. That's well, there, that's <laughs> that's a good Daniel's been promoting the podcast this season. We're loving it. Um, but yes, we're also going to do if we get enough questions, we're going to do this. Question and oh, we're going to do a Q&A. Please, please send us questions. Even if you just message them to me, I will put them in. Why would they not send them to me? Well, Why would they say you? even if you just send them to me? Like, they're not going to send me any. Because you don't have Facebook, so maybe they'd have to send... They'd have to WhatsApp me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you have to send us a like on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> so few methods of communication. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Everyone uses Facebook Messenger, but you don't. I don't. Because I'm cool. Um anyway, do send us some questions if you yeah, have things you wanna if if for any reason you wanted to need ask to us a question, more. if you need to know something about us. Um Come on, anything. Even if it's not about me. I mean we encourage music questions, but if you wanna know about if we like pineapple on a pizza, just just question. I'm, I'm not, not going to answer I'm that. I'm not going to answer it. Yeah, now you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you feel like doing that, do it. That would be a lol. Yeah. We'd all get on board with that. And we'll get steaming before we do it as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. That would be awful. I would quite enjoy that. Uh, and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts because you can do that. Can you do that? Yeah, you can rate. I mean, yeah. you can rate us any star you want, but I'm suggesting five. I w- yeah. If I was to listen to this podcast, I'd go, 
there's a five star podcast if ever I've heard one if ever I've heard one and then I would rate it suchly um, and then we would receive that yeah. and we would be happy with my rating and I'd go hmm I wonder if they like pineapple on a pizza and then I would send that question to these people that do this podcast so that they can then answer it in about two months time yeah <laughs> we'll see you next week <laughs> and with that we leave you good night thank you for listening to the record swap bye 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 goodbye